You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oya Hotel and Casino. Connell's under center. Snap to hand up to the receiver. Myers are on the left side. 15-10. Block from Adams. Cuts inside. Touchdown, Raiders. A jet sweep to the left. It's unnecessary roughness. O'Connell's under center. Jacobs the lone tailback. Snap. Hand off Jacobs. Cuts in the hole. Right side at the one. Pushing forward. Touchdown Raiders. It's unnecessary roughness. Third down shotgun to DeVito. Pressure up the middle. Out to his right. Gets away from one. Can't get away from the second. Adam Butler and Max Crosby combine on the set. It's the Raiders' third sack of the game. Here's your boy Q. 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 And they would go on to do that five more times, have eight sacks total for the Raiders' defense. They'd also have two interceptions on the day. They'd have multiple touchdowns. They would score 24 points in the first half, hadn't scored 20 points in a game all season long. The Raiders come away with a 30-6 victory over the New York football Giants and improve their overall record to 4-5. and five. This is it, unnecessary roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. Got my man Jared holding it down the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And as always, on a Monday... I'm at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge, newly remodeled Underground Lounge, checking out many TVs that they have right now, checking out the bar area that they've got going on right now. Of course, they got the Wheel of Fortune slot zone going on uh, where you can win up to $1,000 in free slot play. They've got a lot going on, a lot cooking here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. It is Raider Nation Radio 920's Monday night spot each and every single Monday. We're super happy to be here with you again for the next few hours. We've got a lot of t-shirts and koozies and cups and all kind of prizes that we have, including tickets to give out to multiple different events. We have them right here at the table, so all you have to do is walk on by and you'll see us. You cannot miss us. We're right here inside the Underground Lounge, right in front of all these massive TVs that they have right now. They've got Around the Horn on. They've got some NBA action going on. They've got some highlights from uh, NHL going on. Of course, they've got some NFL Network action. And that's just, I mean, a handful of the TVs. They've got other TVs around the whole area again. So there's nothing that you won't see here at the Underground Lounge. And, of course, you can listen to us at the same time as well. Get some nice food, get some beverages, do what you got to do. We've got it all covered for you here inside the Oyo, the Underground Lounge. Again, Monday Night Football spot each and every week. And we've got a big show lined up for you today. I know we've got a lot of good reaction from Raider Nation that is excited about what they saw from the 30-6 victory over the, the Giants by the Silver and Black. And really, and I said it on the pregame pregame show with Vinny Bonsignor uh, yesterday at Allegiant Stadium at the Torch. And by the way, before we get any further, let me thank everyone who came out to Allegiant Stadium. Everyone who came out to the torch and shook our hands, said what's up, you know, talked some Raider football with us, took some pictures with us. I mean, just the overwhelming support that we get when we're out and about around town is incredible. And I realize that everyone's not local, so they can't always show up to a Monday spot or a Friday spot. But when we all meet at Allegiant Stadium and we all get to meet at the torch, regardless where you came from, if you're from San Diego, if you're from the Bay, if you're from L.A., if you're from Texas, if you're from all over, it doesn't matter. Just when we get to meet at the torch and get to hang out and just just like I said, talk for a little bit, just chop it up a little Raider football or Allegiant Stadium or people sharing that, hey, this is my first time uh, coming in or perfect example, Raider at T. She, uh, she is always a big-time contributor to the show. She's always tweeting in or texting in and giving her, her thoughts on uh, – on the Raiders, and uh, she was able to uh, to come to the game, her and her family, and I uh, got to meet her at the Torch, myself and Lindsey Brown from the Morning Tailgate, got a chance to meet her, and so it just, it's really cool to meet the people that talk to you on the daily or contribute to the show on the daily, uh, regardless if it's, you know, 
one time, two times, a hundred times, whatever the case may be, it is always our pleasure to uh, be able to meet and greet with you. So uh, we definitely do not take that for granted. So I just want to make sure I start off the show and thank you for all the all the conversations that we have there at Allegiant Stadium. And even though we probably didn't get to get to everybody, and there was a lot of folks that uh, said, "Hey, I'll be back next week. Don't worry." So uh, we got to get to do it again, right? Sunday night football coming up, prime time action as the New York Jets will be coming to town. But before that. Got to get to the New York Giants as the Raiders get the 30-6 to victory, improving to 4-5. and five. And don't look now, but they're still second place in the AFC West. The Chargers will be in action tonight against those New York Jets, so we'll get an opportunity to see what the Jets look like uh, in kind of preparation for the Raiders game and, you know, see what happens with the Chargers. And the Broncos, they were on a bye, so they're still sitting there at, uh, at what, 3-4 and four overall, sitting there in 3-5 uh, and five overall, excuse me, sitting in uh, last place currently. But, uh, of course, a lot can happen in between now and then. So, like I mentioned, got a lot to get to on today's show. Uh, always excited for the opportunity that I have to, to be here and, and, and share the airwaves and talk some football with you and just uh, talk about some good times. And good times were had at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday as uh, Antonio Pierce makes his coaching debut. And uh, it was well done. Bo Hardegree makes his offensive coordinator debut and play calling. Well done. Aiden O'Connell gets the second start of his uh, NFL career. Well done. Right? There was a lot of well done to go around. As a matter of fact, I'll say it off top, the best game I've seen overall from the Raiders in a couple years. I couldn't tell you. It, it, it would take me a minute to go back and say a game that I saw where the offense and defense complemented. Like all three phases of the game, honestly, complemented each other really well. Even A.J. Cole was fantastic as a, as a punter. I think he averaged about 63 yards a punt. So, I mean, all three elements. The defense played well, had eight sacks and two interceptions, and limited Saquon Barkley to 90 yards rushing. The offense did what they needed to do. Josh Jacobs had a heck of a day. Aiden O'Connell did not get sacked at all, and he did not turn the ball over at all which I thought was a big deal. Jacoby Myers contributed on the ground. Jacobs had a couple touchdown runs himself. Uh, just like I said, it was a good day to have a good day, and, and really the offensive line, if you're not giving them credit yet, you need to give them credit. The offensive line did a hell of a job against Wink Martindale and that defense that you know is going to bring pressure. Wink Martindale still trying to dial up pressure right now. The game has been over. Wink Martindale's like, hey, you know what? We got one more rep. Go ahead and get after the quarterback. I mean, that dude brings pressure from everywhere, and the Raiders and their, their offensive line did a really good job of uh, making sure that, that Aiden O'Connell stayed upright. And matter of fact, when we got into the locker room last night, the first guy I went up to was the offensive lineman because uh, no, nothing happens in that game as, as far as offense goes without that offensive line playing at, the, at a high level. So there's a lot of times we criticize the offensive line. When they put up a game and performance like they did on Sunday, you also need to praise them. So I had an opportunity to catch up with Jermaine Illuminor immediately. As soon as I got into the locker room, I saw him standing there. I was like, yep, that's who I'm going to go talk to because that is uh, one of the main keys. Uh, that offensive line was one of the main keys to the success of the Raiders on Sunday. But coming up on the show at 2.30, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. And, of course, the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He's on the, the press box with Tyler Bischoff, 7, p 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single morning. Uh, he'll join the show. He was at the game on Sunday, and he'll talk about what he saw, uh, what he heard in the locker room, besides a lot of festivities, including some cigar smoke, some cigar celebrations. Uh, it was good to see the guys let their hair down and really enjoy what they were able to do and what they put on wax on uh, Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. So Ed Graney will join us at 2.30, talk about the coaching debut of Antonio Pierce as well. Amber Theo Harris, one of our favorites here on the show uh, from the Silver and Black Show, Sirius XM Radio, uh, game day there with the Raiders. I mean, she does a fantastic job with anything that she does. Uh, she'll join us at 4 o'clock. 
Love getting Amber's thoughts on just about everything. We'll talk about Antonio Pierce. We'll talk about Aiden O'Connell. We'll talk about, you know, Patrick Graham, the defensive job, Josh Jacobs and what he was able to do. And one thing that stood out to me that Josh Jacobs said into the, in the locker room last night when we got an opportunity to catch up with them, uh, and Raider Nation will appreciate this, he said that the Raiders and their coaching staff, that's Bo Hardigree and company, went to him and said, what do you like to do? What do you do well? What do you want to 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 run what would it what would you like me to call and he gave him a lot of feedback and it immediately made me think of back when Hugh Jackson was the head coach and he asked Darren McFadden what is it you do best what is it you want to do how can I get the most out of you and Darren McFadden turned around and had the best year of his career right I mean he was fantastic so as soon as I heard Josh Jacobs say that in the locker room last night that's immediately what I thought of and I think that's smart I think that's really smart like why wouldn't you ask someone what they do really well why wouldn't you want that person to be part of it? And, I mean, not everyone you can go and just get a whole bunch of feedback and just customize a game to fit everyone's needs. But when you got a dude like Josh Jacobs, when you got a dude like Devontae Adams, when you got a dude like Max Crosby, it's okay to get feedback from those kind of cats, <laughs> right? They've earned that right. So I thought that that was really smart by the coaching staff, especially Bo Hardegree, knowing he was going to be the offensive play caller for the first time in his career. I thought that was a big deal really was a big deal so he knew exactly what he needed to focus in on as well so uh, like I said there was a lot to like uh, and the most complete game I've seen from the Raiders in a very long time of course you could always contribute throughout the course of the show as well 702-365-9200 or don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187 keyword R&R those are the only two guests that we have on the show today sometimes we have three four five guests on the show whatever the case may be whatever whatever the job in, in, in titles but uh, Ed, we only have Ed Graney and Amber Theo Harris, and those are two of the best. So Ed Graney at 2.30, Amber Theo Harris at 4 o'clock. But what we do have, and the reason why we only have a couple guests, is we've got a lot of locker room sound. Uh, we were busy in that locker room. Clay, Lindsey, myself, Vinny, we were all really busy in the locker room last night. And that's what we're there for. We ain't there just sit in the press box and eat popcorn and enjoy the view. We're there to bust our backsides and make sure we can provide as much as we can. And we did. We got a chance to catch up with Amik Robertson. We got a chance to catch up with Nate Hobbs, Jermaine Illuminor, Trey Tucker, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, <laughs> right, uh, amongst others, right? Adam Butler uh, was caught up. I think Clay did a one-on-one with him. Uh, Austin Hooper. There was a lot of, uh, of work being done in the Raiders locker room following the game last night. And so I uh, want to pr provide you as much as possible as far as sound from the locker room goes as well. So we'll take you inside the Raiders locker room throughout the course of the show. Plus, we'll hear from Coach Antonio Pierce, who met with us earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center, uh, just kind of after looking at the film, uh, gave his, uh, his thoughts on, on all aspects of the game from the offensive line to the defensive pressure to guys like Amik Robertson who really pointed out it, it stood out to me and I asked him about it in the locker room uh, last night. I mean, you know, we're, we're there to ask good questions as well. So early in the game, Daniel Jones took a deep shot and Amik just read it wrong or, or the coverage was wrong and he didn't run with the wide receiver. So Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt was basically wide open. Daniel Jones just missed him. And, uh, and so then you saw, you saw uh, Amik kind of have that look on his face where he knew he blew it. Matter of fact, that was the one, if you're, you want to get 100% technical, that was the one where it was up in the air forever, and it gave Marcus Epps time to go run over and, and make a play. It should have been a touchdown. It wasn't. And Amik kind of hit himself in the, in the helmet, just knew that he, he messed up. And Coach Pierce, to his credit, you know, barked something at him and then kind of pointed, pointed him to the sideline. So Amik came off the field. Ja'Cory and Bennett went into the game. I think Bennett got, you know, some reps, about eight to ten reps that I saw. And then Daniel Jones took another shot.
the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. And here we go. We're back. Sorry for that. Little technical difficulties is with the Underground Lounge, the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night. So, uh, yeah, not too sure where I fell out and you didn't actually hear me, but I was talking about Amik Robertson and the fact that he got beat early in the game and then went to the sideline and recovered and was out there and was able to make a play. And that's what you have to do. Sometimes you, you, you make a mistake. Sometimes, you know, you, you get beat. Sometimes you, you know, you may hurt your team with a certain play, but you have to be able to clear it and get back out there. And that's what I thought was really good about what Amik Robertson was able to do uh, coming up with a big interception and uh, being able to take it back to the 40-yard line, which led to a big play from Aiden O'Connell to Trey Tucker on immediate shot. And I can appreciate that as well. That felt like uh, old school, one, old school foot, smart football, but old school Raider football as well. You have a big play like a turnover, interception, and then all of a sudden, boom, you take a shot immediately uh, on the, the next play. And that's exactly what they did and got a big gainer by Trey Tucker that led to a touchdown by Josh Jacobs. But, again, I don't know where I dropped off and you lost me, but uh, Ed Graney comes up at 2.30, Amber Theo Harris at 4 o'clock. We want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and the WBroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r We're in the opening drive. You've got three game balls to give out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you be greedy today because I thought that there was so much to like about Sunday's game. I thought that was the most complete game the team has played in a very long time. So I'm giving you three game balls to give out. Who's getting them? And I don't need a, I don't need a sermon. I don't need a, a super long explanation. Just give out the game balls. So I know, we got, you know, I know we got a lot of people that are trying to get their feedback in as well. And then also on top of that, what impressed you the most about Sunday's performance? So give out three game balls and let me know what impressed you the most about Sunday's performance. Or if you got something else to say, you can always do that as well. 702-365-9200. Let's start out with Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What up, you man? I told you I was going to be in the Thunderdome on Sunday, man. And boy, was we in the Thunderdome. Alan from Vegas was letting me know it was live out there. God! But, Q, my three game balls, I'm giving one to Aiden O'Connell. I'm giving one to Coach Pedigree. I'm giving one to Coach Antonio Pierce. Those are my three game balls. I would like to give everybody on the defense one also. But you said three, that's the three I'm giving because Jacob's got a lot put on his shoulder, and he come out and showed Raider Nation what he's been waiting to do all year long. I give it to, to Bo because he was so calm, cool, and collective and did not put Aiden in a bad situation all game long. couple passes, tip balls. We couldn't ask nothing more from what Aiden O'Connell come out. Composure, held himself like a gentleman, did what he was supposed to do, and the defense did what they were supposed to do, Q. You said it. This has been the best game we have got to witness for a Raider fan in probably four years, Q. Domination. That's all we've been saying. Win the game you're supposed to win. Dominate the game you're supposed to dominate, Q. we got a big one coming Sunday night at the house again. Let's just go stay, stay buckled in and enjoy the ride. And, and one thing I just want to say, Q, is, yeah, I'm just tired of everyone talking about who's going to be the net. No, let's just enjoy with what we got right now because we got a Raider at the helm that we have never had. Let's enjoy this ride and see what happens. I'm behind four. I'm behind AP. I'm behind this coaching staff and Mark Davis. You know I've said a lot of things. I've spoke from my heart because I love you and this team is my life. Thank you, my band. Thank you. Let's go. Come on, you. All right, 
passionate Raider right there. Gave out his game balls to Aiden O'Connell, Coach Hardegree, and Coach Pierce. And I would like, I, I, I gave this out on my podcast. I gave out one game ball to the offensive line. You got to give that offensive line a lot of credit. So I gave out one to, to the O-line. Uh, definitely gave out one to Coach Pierce. I mean, he definitely deserved that. Uh, I wanted to give out one for uh, Coach Hardegree as well, like you did, Passionate, but I couldn't ignore the defense, so I just gave it out to Max Crosby in representation for that defense since he had three sacks on the day that helped lead to the Raiders' eight sacks and also two interceptions, one by Meek and one by Nate Hobbs. Let's go out to Sacramento. Let's talk to our guy, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. How you doing, brother? Thank you for Good. taking my call. Um, you know, very pleased with the win. Um, just a quick thing before I get my game balls out. I'm just proud. I think Raider Nation, I'm proud of Raider Nation showing up and doing what they did, you know, stuck in when AP, when Coach AP called out for the guys to get there. Everybody came up and showed up. It, was, it seemed blacked out in there. Um, and just, you know, just how the team responded to the, to, to the new direction and being Raiders again. But my game ball is going out. Um, I'd have to give – I want to – I'm going to put Aiden O'Connell and Bo in one. Okay. Uh, for game ball. Um, That's cool. I think the dialing up of the motion. I mean, we've been calling for it all year. Q over here, you say, I've heard of plenty of people say it. You know, just just making it a little bit more, uh, you know, a little little confusing at the line for the defense, right? The motion helped hugely um, spreading them out. And then, the, and then the control of Aiden at the line, right? He audible at the line. You've seen he was having a lot of, he was doing a lot of talking there. He was getting guys in the right place. Pretty much every audible worked. Um, my second game ball, I'm giving to the O-line for no sack. Um, and the D-line, I'm giving them the ball for dominating the trenches. But yeah. overall, man, this just felt like the best. I mean, I have to say it was the best way to win since the Charger win when we kept them out of the playoffs and we went in. I think that was two mm, years ago. Yeah, that was a good um, one. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just really like what I see from the team. This is, I think this is the team Raider Nation has been waiting for. And uh, I like how they just simplified it and they listened to the players and, and took the plays, and you could tell that they took the plays the players got comfortable with. You've seen Renfro, you've seen everybody getting involved. It just it just looked like the first full team win we've seen in years. So proud of it and, uh, and ready to get uh, get back to home field and, uh, and, and get the Jets out of there and let us get another W. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, good stuff, good stuff. The Raiders just tweeted out something that was pretty interesting. They've signed tackle Brandon Parker to the practice squad. Remember, Brandon Parker got injured uh, in, what, training camp, or way back in training camp. So uh, interesting to see that they signed him to the practice squad. That's awesome. That means that he's healthy. That means he's or uh, getting healthier or close to being healthy, and so they want to provide some depth along that offensive line. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, I'm not saying that he's a, 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 a end-all, be-all uh, offensive lineman, but I felt bad for him because he ended – Felt like he ended his season again with another injury, but uh, they just signed tackle Brandon Parker to the practice squad. They just tweeted that out about a minute ago, so uh, pretty interesting news right there. But thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate you. Speaking of offensive linemen, coming up in about eh, maybe about 30 minutes or so, you'll hear from offensive lineman Jermaine Illuminor. Uh, and, and I was able to catch up with him in the locker room, a couple other media members as well, so we'll do that around 3 o'clock. But let's go out to the phone lines again, and let's see. Let's talk to... Um, Eddie in L.A. Is Eddie in L.A. up next? Give me, go ahead and give me, yeah. What's up, Q? What a game we had ourselves yesterday, right? I mean, with everything that was happening, to see them come out and put a performance like that, I mean, they just put a stamp on it. I mean, it's incredible. I, I don't remember at all when's the last time we beat a team just soundly through four quarters, got eight sacks. Oh, by the way, got, a, got our offense started. We hadn't done nothing all year as far as that type of a performance, right? 
So you got you really got to applaud this coaching staff. I mean, they searched deep. They got they really got these players to buy in. So kudos to them. Game ball number one. First of all, goes to Mark Davis. He recognized there was a problem. Knew that there was issues in the in, in, in the locker room and had to change it. Kudos then. Second game ball goes to Antonio Pierce. He hit all the right, all the right, you know, said all the right things, hit all the right pockets. Everybody came out and played out. And third, it's got it's got to go to the offense. I mean, I I know the defense had great, but where the offense was and the manner in which they scored and just. The fact that they gave up no, they didn't really give up any that much pressure, that much sacks or sacks at all that I, that I can recall. Yeah, no sacks. They just came out and controlled that game at the line of scrimmage. I mean, that was one of the keys that we talked about. We got to control that that line of scrimmage, and those boys were they were itchy. There's some beasts back there, so yeah. they they really hold their own, man. I'm excited. It's just one win. Caution everybody. You got to remember, you know, that we got to we got to see what this team does against adversity now, because now we, we saw what you can do. All right, can you back it up? against a really good defense we got coming up, right? This isn't going to be easy coming up. But for right now, let's enjoy this victory, man. Raider Nation, stay up. Raiders! Daddy in L.A., good call, my man. And, yeah, I mean, you got to take it one week at a time, right? There was no film on, on anybody, really. I mean, Aiden O'Connell had a little bit of film, but nobody had any Bo Hardegree uh, film. So they're going to have to go back and look at that. But for what it was, a short week going through adversity, having to get everything put together and get a game plan against a team that has a really good defense – in the Giants, I thought that the Raiders did a really good job, and I got to give those coaches a ton of credit for that and the players to go out there and believe in what the coaches were telling them and go out there and execute it at a high level. Now they've got another tough one, but now they have a little bit more rest, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a short week for the Jets, not a short week for the Raiders, so let's see how they come back. But there's plenty of football left to be, to be uh, you know, played. They still have eight games guaranteed, and, I mean, they could do it's it's on them. Let's put it like that. What they could do. A couple quick texts on the don'tbebroke.com text line from six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Sir Whiskey Ray said, "Q, happy victory Monday. My three game balls go to our offensive line for opening lanes for Jacobs. Our front four on the defensive line for the eight sacks and Coach Antonio Pierce for leading our team to victory. I'm already pumped for this upcoming Sunday night game versus the Jets. That is all. That is all for now. And always, Q, what a fantastic birthday gift for you. As I mentioned last Friday." For the win yesterday, Sir Whiskey Ray. Yeah, no doubt about it. Those are three good game balls that you gave out, and you should be fired up. The fan base should be fired up. The fan base has been fired up ever since that cloud was lifted off the organization, and you can just see the difference. You can see it at the stadium. You can see it around the city. Uh, even being out on Saturday night, I was able to see a lot of fans that had a lot more energy and excitement and anticipation what they were going to see Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, this text comes from the 661. What's up, Q? First game ball to the Condor. Max Crosby, three sacks. Come on now. Second game ball, head coach Pierce gave the team the juice that they needed. And third game ball to Mr. Davis for doing what's best for the nation. Raider Nation, stand up. Uh, one more from uh, Poncho. He said, what's up, Q? Game balls go to O'Connell for staying calm, cool, and collected. Got another one for Amik. Pass breakups and the interception were highlights of the game. And the last one is for Crosby. And Crosby don't need no explanation. Can't wait for Sunday. That is from Poncho. And, yeah, sometimes when you just say Max's name, that's really all you need to do. Let's go hustle up to the phone lines real quick. Get one more call in before we get to Ed Graney. Gangster Raider, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Is he there? My bad. All right, uh, Raider Ron, you're up next. What's on your mind? Thank you. How are you What's doing the, today? Good. Good. Hey, three game balls. Um, one to uh, uh, Coach Pierce. One to uh, Coach Hardegree. And one to uh, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell. Um, nice. This is the best. 
I've seen this team play in in a long, long time, and I'm looking forward to it and, and uh, kick some butt on uh, the Jets. Thank you. Thank you. Day. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see. That was a quick one. Do we have time to get Shields up? Can I get Shields up? Shields up. You're on the show. What's on your mind? How you doing, man? Victory Monday. Yes, sir. I'll be quick, man. Finally, 60 minutes. I think I mentioned it during the week. The offensive line played for 60 minutes, got up to the next level, got out in sweeps, got out of their stance quick, controlled the line of scrimmage. Number two, Amik Robertson. He's been around our organization for years now, and he deserves a game ball, man. Just tackling, coverage, everything. And, of course, our new coach, Coach Pierce. Thank you for taking my call, man. Shields up. Let's go. Absolutely, absolutely. Good stuff right there. Those are good game balls. And Amik, you know, one of the plays that Amik made that's probably going unnoticed is, yeah, he came up with the interception, but there was one where there was a completed pass, and then he punched it out, and the ball was fumbled, but the Raiders weren't able to get on top of it. But he caused a fumble, and that would have been really good field position if the Raiders were able to come up with it. They just weren't able to. All right, one more quick call. Raider Rowe in Arizona. Welcome to the call. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hi, what's up with you? Hey, my three game balls, man, I'm going to give one to the O-line. One to the D line, and you know what, man? I like to get one to Devontae Adams because even though he didn't get a lot of catches, man, the ones that he did get, he put in good effort, and he genuinely was happy for the other people who actually did some of that thing. You know what I mean? So I lead a receiver to have that type of attitude that he had in that game. I got to get one to Devontae Adams. Nice. Go right. Hey, good stuff, good stuff. Thanks so much for that. Great feedback early on. We'll uh, get some more calls and get some more texts in in just a little bit. Again, we're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night. It's our Monday night spot, the Underground Lounge. Come on by. Vice Raiders made his way through, so you know it's a party when Vice Raiders in the building. Shout-out to my man Vegas Jess as well. Uh, Vegas Jess is doing some really big things. Uh, he passed his test, and so now he's, uh, he's a licensed contractor in, uh, in the state of Nevada. And uh, matter of fact, I'm going to get to all the information so I don't get it wrong. Hold on, hold on. I got I to gotta shout out Vegas Jess as he described it, not how I describe it, because I'll describe it differently. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put him out there. He'll have all kind of different all kind of different things. Oh, man. Now I gotta, I'll got i come back and tell you uh, all the good information on, on Vegas Jess, though. He's, uh, he's doing some big things here, and I'm super excited for him. So we'll give you all the details on that. Coming up next, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He'll join the show. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by PortaSubs. Make sure you check out PortaSubs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area PortaSubs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness, live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. The Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's our Monday night spot. 
Monday Night Football, of course, will be the Chargers and the Jets tonight on these many TVs that we have here. So come on by, hang out with us, get some food, get some drinks, and uh, have a really good time. Speaking of a good time, join us now on the phone lines. It's always a good time. Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, and, of course, the Las Vegas Review-Journal does a fantastic job with both. And, Ed, speaking of good times, how good of a time did Raider Nation have at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday? You smoking your cigar, buddy? <laughs> no. No, I'm That's not doing that, man. I got I got a radio voice to take care of. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I know. You're on 20 hours out of the day. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, they uh, they seem to have a good day, and uh, they played like it, and they celebrated like it. And I don't know if uh, all the reasons for the cigars, but let's just say I think they uh, felt good about the week and all that transpired before the game and then during the game and after yeah, no, there's no doubt. And, and Max, he's the one who, who ordered them, and, and they came in, and they had confidence they were going to win the game, and they won it, and they went and celebrated like they won it. So uh, big ups to them. But honestly, Ed, I thought it was a big deal since it was such a short week. It was so much chaos going on. You know, when the firings happened on Halloween, then all of a sudden they've got to come around with this game plan. Antonio's the head coach. Hardegree is the offensive play caller. I mean, there was a lot of new that happened, and still for them to go out there and play the way they did, I thought that was pretty impressive. What did you think of just their overall performance especially on a quick week yeah and you know it happens a lot with interim guys um, I don't know how he's gonna say the interim get the full-time gig but eventually but right now he's the interim and it happens a lot with interim guys where you really see a great effort that first week yeah um, you, you compare well you want to play well for him he's a fiery guy they obviously really like him and respect him uh, you saw that in their comments you saw that in the the tape from the locker room afterwards I think he fires them up and he says all the right things. So um, I guess I wasn't surprised they came out and, and played really well. That happens a lot in those situations. But uh, good for them that they did. Um, now, you know, can you carry it over? Can you kind of keep that juice going? You know, because they've got a lot more football to play, a lot more games to play. How long can you really keep that going? So, you know, um, they'll, they'll go Sunday against the Jets and we'll see what they look like there. What did you think as far as the way that the order of operations went? The, the Raiders played the Lions in Detroit, and they lost. And then that Tuesday night, Halloween night, is when uh, the, the firings happened. How much of Mark Davis seeing Dan Campbell and what he's been able to do with the Lions do you think may have kind of resonated with him and said, you know what, we don't need really an X's and O's coach. I need a leader of this organization. Yeah, I think he really, the whole, you hit it on the head, and I think he'll be searching for that, whether it's Antonio Pierce or someone else in the next coach, um, Kind of like I've heard from background, like that Davis has told people, like leader of men. Yeah. You know, like a, you know, a true leader of of a team, and 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 you know, people, you know, someone they really respect, and you know, the whole proverbial cliche of run through the wall and all those things that kind of go into football to make them cliches. But um, I do think that must have had something to do with it. I think he did garner uh, opinions from players. I think he watched closely what was happening with that team. Um, and I think all that went into the decision to move on uh, from both those gentlemen. Um, and, you know, now you have what you have. But I, I think you, you hit it on the head. I think the leader of people and teams and men and all that, I think that's big for Davis. And I think that went into this decision. How much so? What percentage? I don't know. But I think it played a part. Yeah, I do as well. Again, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, and of course, the Las Vegas Review-Journal is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. What did you think of Aiden O'Connell, his second career start? No sacks, no turnovers. Yeah, I mean, I wrote today he didn't have to be Superman, right? I mean, he, he didn't have to take it on his shoulders and, 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 you know, make every throw and win the game for them and 
you know, he just had to manage things, and, and it really helped him that the run game, you know, worked so well. Um, uh, you know, I thought Bo called a good. You, you kind of got what he was going to do early on with feeding Jacob. You know, what kind of game plan they had in mind, and it worked out for them perfectly. Um, you know, Aiden did what he was supposed to do. You know, um, you know, like you said, no interceptions, managed the game, didn't do anything crazy, didn't lose the game for them, um, but he didn't have to win it either. He just kind of had to be steady, and uh, I thought he was that. Um, it's going to get harder. He's going to have a better defense in their yeah. Sunday night. He's going to have to make more important throws. Than Thirty to six. Um, coming, you know, he's about to play a lot of good teams coming up in the next month or so. But uh, for you know his second time out there, and the big thing was what you said. They kept him clean. Yeah. Um, I thought he wasn't as jittery in the pocket as he was in the Chargers game, and that kind of came with nerves. I think that first start always does. Um, but you know, he got rid of the ball, um, helped his offensive line out. They helped him out in the pass, in the pass blocking. Um, and, yeah, I thought it was a nice performance by him. You mentioned Josh Jacobs and the run game get going. Uh, something that stood out to me is Josh said in the locker room after the game that they went to him and said, what plays do you like to run? What what fits your style better? Like, what, what are you comfortable with? I thought that that was big, kind of giving a little bit of player empowerment, especially when it's a player like that guy who who led the league in rushing last season. What did you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think that they probably had conversations with a lot of guys. Um, uh, you know, going into that game, and I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, and I don't. I wasn't. I was in with O'Connell at the time. Devonte spoke, but my guess is they spoke to Devonte also, and they spoke to other players on that mm-hmm. team about what they thought worked best. And you know, I think that that was smart of, of Bo to do that um, because you know you want guys to feel comfortable. You guys want you want guys you know excited that they're going to get the kind of plays that they want to run. Um, so I thought that was a nice touch there for them to do that. And look what happened with Jacobs. He, you know, I think um, he wanted that 100-yard uh, yeah. mark, and he got it for a play, and then he lost. I, I'm, you know, we said on the show this morning, a little surprised once he got it, they didn't take him out. Um, yep. uh, and just get him out of there right then, but they didn't. They gave him one more time. And then uh, they had Zamir run on fourth down. That whole sequence was a little strange to get him the 100, but uh, – you know, if they keep blocking like this, and he keeps running like this, he'll get the hundred at some point this year. Yeah, you would think so. And I was, I was counting down the yards too. I was like, okay, he's eight yards away when that drive started, that final drive, and he picked up five on first down, picked up uh, four on second down. I was like, all right, there it is. That's nine. Take him out. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they let him run, and he loses three yards. And it's funny though, Jermaine Illuminor. I talked to him immediately in the locker room, and that was the first thing he asked me. We really wanted JJ to get that hundred yards. Did he do it? And I said, no, he got ninety-eight. And he was mad. I mean, he was really angry about that. He, he, he let out a couple of expletives, and he was just like, you know, I, we really wanted that for Josh. So, to me, not only did they player empower with Josh Jacobs, but they also told the offensive line, this is what we're going to do, so we need you guys to be on your A game. So, I feel like that they really stepped up and probably played their best their best game as a unit, that offensive line. Yeah, most complete game of the season, um, for sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought uh, – and that's – you know, when you're an offensive lineman, that's a source of pride also when your guy gets 100. Mm-hmm. And it tells you, you know, you've done a really job for that specific day. So I'm not surprised Jermaine was a little upset that he didn't get it. But like I said, they played really well. And I think the offensive line played well. And like, you know, Aiden said afterwards, the offensive line gets a lot of grief. They get yelled at all the time. It's not an easy position to play. There's no glory in it. Um, so those kind of little things, you're, you're back in the 100s, you know, gives you a little taste of the glory. Um, that the running backs can automatically get from running for 100 yards. What is it, Ed, that you think that the Raiders need to show the rest of the way? They've got eight games guaranteed, and, you know, I'm not even really talking about who's the next coach is going to be this, that, and the other, but just as a team to feel like that they're going the way that they need to go, what do they need to show? 
Well, I think they just need to continue executing like it is and, and, and show that this wasn't a one-off because they were excited for a new coach. Yeah. Um, they were, you know, jacked up because, you know, you have the interim guy. and You know, he's brought a new life to that locker room. And, you know, everyone's kind of made the, the jokes about the mini hoop and the wrestling in the locker room, cigars and stuff like that. And that's all well and good. But you've got, what is it, nine nine left? Um, or is it eight or nine eight, left? Yeah, eight uh, left. Yep. Yeah, eight left. That's, yep. that's a long time. Yep. Um, and it's hard to kind of, I think, remain in that realm of, you know, the good times and everyone like laughing and jokes because that's a lot of football to be played. And you're going to hit some bumps. Um, obviously, with the schedule they have coming up, they're going to run into some really good teams. So I just want, you know, to, to see them continue executing like they did the other day and put themselves in position to win these games. You know, and you're not going to win all of them for sure. Right. But just put themselves in position in the fourth quarter to be in these games against better teams and to have a chance to win them. And then if they win their share queue, you know, who knows? You don't, you don't know how much they can stack up or how many they can get. But um, I think if they do that, they'll, they'll be better for it. Question for Ed Graney. Is he going to get in the, uh, the mini hoop game in the, in the locker room anytime soon? The left-handed jump was, was sterling back in the day, Q. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you at all. Ask Adam Hill about the left-handed jumper. But, no, I don't, I don't know if any of us are going to be able to be allowed in those games. Those, those games are probably uh, um, guaranteed to players only. Right, yeah. No, there's, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. But it, it, it was cool to see them having a good time. Like I said, I don't know how long that's going to last in a locker room like that. But it was cool to see them having that good time and, and sharing smiles and, and laughs and all that with, with each other because I felt like it was something that was really needed. And honestly, it felt like the fan base needed something to laugh and smile about as well. And they got that on yeah. Sunday, you know. So I think that that was all good all yeah. around. Yeah, I mean, the fan base definitely did. They had their – opinions about Josh and you know they made them uh, clear about what yeah. they want to happen and you can't you know I think if Mark Davis said you know making decisions on emotion and I think a lot more went into it than that I would hope a lot more went into that um, to make that kind of decision in the midseason um, but the fan base I think I think they liked what they saw on Sunday I think they liked these guys having fun and and, and, and reading those stories and listening to you know guys on the radio talk about it watching TV and everything that goes into, you know, the news that comes out about this team. And I'm sure people liked that, you know, they were, you know, back to having fun. And then it translated. Had it not translated, then I don't know if the mini hoop's still going on this week. You know what I mean? I mean right, yeah. At some point, you know, uh, like I said, it's going to be back to, you know, the grind of weekly basis, even though he's an interim, uh, like they did with Rich Bisaccia. Uh, they were able to go to the playoffs, so we don't know what's going to happen with this team. But it's going to get back to the grind for sure, I'm sure, this week. Yeah, no, that's that's real. If the results weren't there, then, yeah, they'd have to probably try to find something else. It's just way too much uh, football, like you mentioned, still yeah. to go. Eight games guaranteed. Well, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Final question for you, Ed, is about the adjustments that other teams make now. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of film on Aiden O'Connell. There was none on Bo Hardegree as a play caller. How do you think other teams adjust to now what they saw at least in one game against the Giants? Oh, that's a great point, and that's going to be up to the Raiders to counter it because they are going to adjust. Aiden's going to see things that he didn't see the other day, um, and they'll know now that Josh, maybe he's getting back to what they had last year. So um, specifically Aiden, I think, more than anything. Because yeah. they more film on him, the more they'll learn his tendencies, the more they'll learn more about him. I think Sunday night, you know, with that back end and that defense, um, you know, he's going to have to make some throws that, you know, are going to be uncomfortable throws um, against that defense. So they'll adjust for sure. They'll have all the film on him after they play tonight. It'll be a short week for them. Um, but, yeah, that's a great point. Um, 
teams will adjust. Teams have yep. film, and you know what? Um, the Raiders will have film of everyone else as well. So it'll be interesting to see, especially with Aiden going for it. I think Josh is Josh. You know, if they block for him and he runs well, I think he'll be fine. It's more like what, how is Aiden going to respond to when they adjust to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because this is all new to him, man. He's still a rookie. He's only got two career starts now under his belt. So uh, it's all going to be a learning curve from here on out. Well, yep. yeah, fa fantastic stuff as always. What are you working on that I should be able to look out for, my man? Uh, going to do some Unilever football. Was out with Barry Odom today, 7-2. Nice. Some Raiders and uh, getting ready next week. Uh, they just announced uh, Ben Goats and I will be there when the uh, Golden Knights uh, visit the White House. Wow. So, uh, that will be, wait, uh, so wait, hold on, hold on. So you're going to the White House? Going to the White House with the Golden Knights. Ben Goats and myself in the Review Journal. So uh, oh. look, looking forward to that, my friend. Well, when you get there, can you place an order in the kitchen for me? Can you be like, you know what? My homeboy back in Vegas needs a little something-something, man. You get a little meal out of that. I'm sure they know how to cook it up in the White House. I'll, 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 I'll pick the number and see if they call number 67 or 150 or whatever they call it. <laughs> right on, man. Well, enjoy that. That's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait to hear all about that, man. A great job with everything that you do, and I definitely appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. See you. Yes, sir. There he goes. Ed Graney. Who would have known? Who would have known we would have had a guest that's on his way to the White House? Look out now. They're going to let him in the White House? Man, like, hey, I ain't going to question it, man. That's awesome. I ain't mad at him. That's really cool. I'm just thinking about Ed trying to fill out all the paperwork to pass security. Oh, man, see how you are? See how you are putting it, putting it in the bind like that? He'll figure it out. If not, he'll send it to his, uh, his wife and his kids. So they'll fill it out for him. Oh, the wife definitely will fill it out for him. That's what I'm saying. He told me, well, he didn't say it. He said it on the radio, and we talked about it one day in the studio uh, the other day. And it's probably a couple months now. It's, it seems like it's been a while. Anyway, that uh, his kids got all the passwords to everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so whenever he needs to verify a password, he has to reach out to him. So that's cool. Hey, man, that's how they're, they're supposed to. They're always supposed to be out there and, uh, and helping out anyway. So there you go. Tell them to do something good for their country. 2.45 is the time. We're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. Here's the spot every single Monday. Uh, come on by here, watch the games, get in on this Wheel of Fortune slot zone, get some food. I don't know. There's some really good smell of food right around here somewhere. I got to investigate, find out what that is. Get your drinks on, do what you got to do, but be here with us uh, up until kickoff and beyond with Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness, live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Coming up at the top of the hour, Jermaine Illuminor had a chance to catch up with him in the Raiders locker room following the game. You'll hear that conversation. We also got some sound from Coach Antonio Pierce. We met with him earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. So got a few of the sound bites from his press conference. And, you know, it's something that we're still getting to know him. He's still getting to know us. But it's been good conversations. I enjoy the opportunity that we had to be around him and just listen to what he's got to say and his approach. And it's nothing that's too complex, too complicated. It's more just like, you know, it's just him being him. And I think it's refreshing to, to see and hear someone who's not trying to be bigger than the room, just kind of laying it down and just saying what he's got to say. And, and, and again, really talking uh, about the players and empowering the players to do what they need to do. We also want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and don'tbebroke.com. Text sign 69187, keyword r, &R. We asked you to give uh, out three game balls. And the only reason I said three is because, man, that was such a complete game, it would be hard for me just to give out one. 
right? I mean, that was such a complete game on all areas of the game, offensively, defensively, special teams. The coaching was good. I mean, it was, it was one of the best performances I've seen from a Raiders team. I don't care who the opponent was. It was one of the best uh, performances I've seen in a very long time. So that's why I, I couldn't just say, all right, just give one. Because, man, there's just way too many people that uh, really deserve a lot of credit for the performance that the Raiders put in on Sunday. Uh, Brad and Concord said, so games like this, I have a very difficult time singling out individuals for game balls. This was a huge team effort, and so the game ball should go top down from Mark Davis, which the outcome would not have been as it was without his decision, all the way to the practice squad. Everyone had their hands in this win and swagger. So a game ball or an MVP is a tough call. That's how I like to see it. That's Brad and Concord kind of echoing what I just said, and I'm glad you brought up the practice squad, though. Uh, the practice squad players were on the field on Sunday, and that's something that they normally aren't, right? But uh, Antonio Pierce, and he mentioned it earlier today in the, the press conference that he had them there because they're part of the team. They're there. They're working throughout the course of the week at practice. They're helping the team get ready, and he said, you know, I, I don't want them to all of a sudden feel like they're not part of the team. So uh, having them on the field was a big deal, and that's something that you normally see in high school and college. You'll see those guys that, you know, aren't necessarily going to dress and play, but they'll be out there and they'll be pumping up the team and they'll be cheering them on. And so he was, he brought that from his college roots. So again, he goes back to Arizona State. Uh, he was there with Coach Herm Edwards, who I'm actually going to get a chance to talk to tonight on ESPN. I'll get a chance to talk to Coach Edwards. So I'll ask him all things about Antonio Pierce. So it should be some good sound to come back on tomorrow's show with that. I think that'll be a really good, uh, you know, some good information. But Brad, thanks for that uh, that text. That was that was really good. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's go out to uh, the phone lines. Talk to our guy ABA Ivan Davis. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, game was blacked out here, so I'm going to have to make a uh, guess at what's going on. Uh, first, a quarterback. I mean, I mean that takes nerves of steel to perform uh, like he did. So he's got to get a game ball, especially as a rookie, because most rookies get punished, even on their second game, but he didn't. Okay, with that, it tells a lot of what he might be uh, in the future. Uh, the offensive line, because they kept them clean. Okay, that's a big part of it. And it's just too many to name. Um, I would say Max Crosby, but it's an expectation now with him, uh, with me. I mean, I, I kind of expect for him to do great. Uh, and um, the head coach. Yeah. Okay, the head coach. I mean, there's a rookie to come out and put a performance like that. Give himself a game ball. Okay, I know he's humble and he probably deferred to his players, but nah. You got to accept, in this case, you got to accept the ball. Yeah, for sure. So uh, that is my thing. And can you, is, is, so uh, real quick, is, is there a block on Las Vegas radio network trying to get the game? There's a lot of Raider fans where I stand. We all was getting together. We wanted, we wanted to listen to your show in the pregame and listen to the game because they blocked it out. And we couldn't – it's just geo restriction. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the geo fence. It's not us. It has nothing to do with us. It's the NFL – uh, it's just that's what they do. They they make you pay for stuff like that, right? They want you to go and and pay for all your subscriptions. So that's why you can't stream games. We can't do that with any of the games that we broadcast. Oh wow! So yeah, I mean it's just you can hear it locally, but you can't hear it. You know, you just can't. It's just like I said, it's an NFL thing. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with the Raiders. It has to do with the NFL. They're not gonna they're not gonna give that away for free. That's not uh, that's not how they roll. They got to get paid for everything. So uh, I don't know about the TV restrictions. I, I'm, that's above my pay grade. But I can just tell you what goes on with us that we we can't air it outside of our our local market. 
Oh, well, okay. Well, <laughs> so, that's how it goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to point, disappoint. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, that's just that's just what it is. Again, that's, that's again, not a not a us thing, not a Raiders thing. That's an NFL thing where you're just not – you're not allowed to stream stream games like that or, you know, you, you just can't. And, and as a matter of fact, if somehow we were to do it, like if we were to make sure that we weren't following the rules, uh, we can suffer a huge fine. And if we suffer a huge fine, then someone's going to get a huge firing, and that would be me. <laughs> and that's not going to be the case. So, uh, yeah, we got to follow the rules. Um, and, yeah, sorry that it wasn't – you weren't able to see it or hear the game. That sucks. But that's exactly what it is. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. When we come back, you'll hear from Jermaine Illuminor, Raiders offensive lineman. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.